Taking Punches with Scott and Ben. Packing Punches, episode 15, Scott here, back with Ben. As always, a little break last week while uh, Mr Hyde was gallivanting. How was your trip, mate? Very nice, very nice. I can see how these boxers get obsessed with this Dubai lifestyle. But that's for people with millions and millions of pounds, not for muggles like myself. <laughs> a lot's been happening since you've been away. It has, yeah. I know we were unfortunately we were going to try and sort of get something done, but technology was just failing us massively from you know across the, the half the width of the world. But obviously we've had a massive AJ fight night, loads mm-hmm. of uh, loads of announcements, loads of news, loads of random stuff happening, and obviously the excuse me, I I think we need to start with Dillian White. Don't you think? We do. I like Dillian. I always have. He's a gentleman. Yep. Um, but this is three times. It's smoke yeah. and fire. There is no smoke without fire. Exactly. And as much as you can like someone, he's not just affecting his career. He's affecting all those undercard fighters, like AJ said, that are relying on these guys fighting to get paid and fair play for Joshua to say, oh, I'll get an- get another one. Presumably, Joshua took a, a, a pay cut for that to happen as well, with it being pulled off a pay-per-view. So, kudos to AJ for that. Yeah, Dillian, it's, um, for me, it has to be a ban now. Mm. And career done for me, because it's dangerous, especially at any weight, but at heavyweight, what's, what, what's the end game here? Yeah, what, I mean, someone's going to die, aren't they? Yeah, that's not that's not just all pie in the sky ideas. That's that's the truth. That's the harsh reality of that. This level of boxing, heavyweight boxing, that one punch could kill someone. So for me, thank you, Dillian. But that's it for me. I don't. I I, I wouldn't support him coming back to another fight. Um, I know no. he's had a a tough life, but boxing is doing him well. So. He's earned a few quid out of it. Do what you got to do, Dillian. But thank you and goodbye. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I mean, he, he sort of took to social media to sort of plead his innocence. But you know, people people wrote off Connor Ben after this one failed test, and and he's gone through whatever he's gone through, and now the board have said, you know what, you're clear. I think people sympathised with Dillian the first time round. The second time round, there was a lot of questions asked. It was um, after the Oscar Rivas fight, wasn't it, with the A sample, yeah. the B sample, that this time around, three times. If you get caught with something, regardless of what it is, there is a list of banned substances that you cannot have in your body. You might have a big team. You might have a small team. You are responsible for everything that goes in your body. And yeah. three times is, and I don't condone a three strikes and you're out rule because it should only be one strike if they get it right enough. But yeah, for Dillian, unfortunately, this is the third strike, and I don't want to see him in a boxing ring ever again. Nope. Um, kudos, maybe not say kudos because I've made mistakes, but how quickly it was dealt with by Eddie and Matchroom, and yeah, fair play. I know Sam and Jordan wanted to get in for clickbaits on Talksport. I thought that was pretty poor. When he gets rattled, he just goes after Eddie, and there's there's no need for it. But 
to get the weeks turn around to get the fight with Alanius. And I know everyone was saying, "Oh, get Ruiz in," and but Ruiz would have wanted millions. It was never, it was never going to happen. They had to get a fighter that would give him a test, but also accept the money that was on offer. And well, the fight, he, he gave him a good fight, but we'll, I suppose we'll talk about the the undercard a little bit more first. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say kudos to them for actually getting the show on. I mean, as soon as I heard, um, I was my, my phone started going mad, sort of sitting around the, by the pool and getting all these messages come through. Uh, I thought, well, that's it. Show's done. Um, obviously, that I, we were due to speak to Tom Ansell, who, who fought mm-hmm. Campbell Hatton on the undercard, but technology prevented that from happen happening. Um, so I just assume straight away, well, that, that fight will be off, the other fight will be off, whole card will be gone. And then if you think if AJ doesn't get this fight now, then the Wilder fight in December or January is gone. And you just think, oh my God, the whole the whole heavyweight picture could have unraveled. Yeah. Um I I just I just watched that view for fuck's sake. I didn't put any of the context in, in that message at all. I didn't need to. No, no, no. It was it's just a it's almost like we're expecting it now as boxing fans, isn't it? You, you know, every couple of months we expect some sort of drug scandal going on, be it performance enhancing or recreational. And it's just, it's not good. It's not, like you said, boxing is in quite a good place at, at the moment, better than it has been, particularly over the last sort of couple of three years. So, yeah, we don't, we don't need it. But yeah, kudos for keeping the show on. Um, and, on a week's notice, do you know what I mean? I don't think you can get a better opponent than Robert Hellenius on a week's yeah. notice. He he is he's for the heavyweights, he's similar to Derek Chisora. You know, he's a gatekeeper for that world level. Mm-hmm. Um if you can't beat Hellenius, then you're not gonna get to the world level type thing. But it's a completely different, which I think some people might not have given obviously we'll break the fight down properly a little bit later. That's a big change from Dillian White oh, yeah. to, to Robert Hellanius. You know, completely different style of fighter, a lot taller, a lot rangier. Um, so fair play to AJ as well for you know, I know he wanted to fight, but yeah, yeah, obviously when we break it down, we'll, we'll go into it. But that would be the reason for the, the style of the fight, I think, is that is the difference in Hellanius to White. But yeah, the I mean the card I actually thought was quite a good card, actually, even the yeah. before before the bell stuff. Um, which was going to include Hatton against uh, Ansel, but that was actually bumped up to the main card, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, to, to open up the main card. So I think, was it Maisie Rose Courtney opened the yeah, show? She did indeed, uh, comfortable. Very slick. Every round. Very yeah. slick. Just got to keep doing the business. Mm. Um, fighting at the O2s is always going to be great. Yeah, that, that was a very comfortable victory. And, and Campbell Hatton, I think it was 78. 74 on the cards no no qualms with that but Tom Ansel he, he gave it a good go and he didn't back down and he was going after Campbell mm. Campbell I've, I've, sp- I've spoken briefly to Tom I've said if anything your stock can't go down you know no, no, I mean? no, no, with, with, with a performance like that it, that is now three defeats in a row for Tom but I think his stock has risen by giving Campbell Hatton a hard fight that he had Indeed. to win he weren't just going to he, he weren't going to be able to just get the result in that fight. He was going to have to earn it, and Tom made him earn it. And as for Campbell, he looks like he's grown up a little bit mm. in, in build and physicality, and he's turning into his own man now. 
Uh, he's not that that, that fresh faced guy anymore. He is turning into a, a a young pro. Thirteen fights in now for Campbell. Yeah, they're, they're managing it well. Um, where he can go, I'm not too sure. But let's enjoy it, see where it goes, because we're we're all, we're all guilty of it. We're, we're watching every fight he's had. No yeah. one else gets that that thing. And uh, as I said a few weeks ago, it's not about his dad anymore. It's Campbell Hatton's his own man. Um, so yeah, let's see let's see what Campbell can do. You can you can only improve. Yeah, but he's dealing with the tests that are put in front of him. He is he is dealing with it. Is, uh, is that that one? That one fight in Lee where everyone kind of thought, mm, mm. That, that was a bit of a homer. But uh, yeah, I think since then, as you said, it, it's almost like he's, that was the stepping out of the shadow point. Yeah. He got, got the result that he didn't really deserve. And and since then, there's been massive improvements in, in each and every fight. So that's that is good for him. There's a couple of young matchroom lads as well on the before the card, uh, before the bell. Uh, George Lydiard, another good performance. He, he is quite exciting. Uh, Brandon Scott, quite character as well he's he's doing quite well um and a little sort of tack back to Maisie Rose Courtney obviously we were discussing her a couple of weeks back with Nicola Hopewell um Nicola Hopewell is now fighting I think it's September 23rd for the Commonwealth title she's uh fighting no Nolan or Dolan uh, I'll have to let me double check I don't want to get that wrong um so yeah, that rematch could definitely be on the cards for for Nicola and Maisie from their amateur days, and it could have a, a title on the line, which will be, which will be very very good, very good. And I I did like so the whole show in general. I thought generally, I mean, I've not actually been to a Queensbury show live, mm. um, but I find the matchroom shows run terrifically from start to finish. Oh yeah. Mm. And, so, and so and so do the boxer shows. To be fair, I, I was at the Marshall Shields all all women event, and that was that was terrific, terrifically run. So, wow! And then you had uh, Fisher uh, Armstrong. Yes. Uh, wow. So Mr. Fisher goes in first, ten seconds. Bang, 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 bang. Armstrong shakes his head, gets his feet back, and what an enjoyable fight that was! It was. I'll tell you what, those two, if you uh, if they're good friends and they're in the pub and you want to give them two a go at, you ain't going to do well. <laughs> Armstrong, I think he was five and one before the fight. A guy can, that guy's got chin, and he can box. And it was a great test for Mr. Fisher. And he had to ride his luck at times because he, he got wobbled, which is good because he needed that. Mm. And he got, he got the seven rounds in. And then when he, got the knockout great stoppage by the ref as well i know the towel went in but he was already going in for that stoppage but yeah enjoyable and it just gives mr fisher his stock as well yeah. Rose him because uh the 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 rumford army wasn't there in the sense of for him they the, the crowd was already booked in he was yeah. a later addition wasn't he um so he would have gained new fans and what next for Johnny Fisher? I, I, it's, I don't know. I, I can't give you an opponent that I feel like he should be having next. Well, that was um, that was Southern Area title, wasn't it? It was, Saturday yeah. Night. So that's his first title in the bag. Um, I mean, do do you say straight away he moves to English? 
which I mean, looking at his record and those that are about the winner of Fraser Clark against Dave Allen for Johnny Fisher sounds exciting. I like it. Because there's there's a whole lot similar with uh with some we'll go on to later uh for this weekend, Galari Fight. These guys that, that come in and early in their career they really, really impress. Like, I think Galau did a like a ten rounder in his first fight. Yeah, yeah. Um and Johnny's built up slowly. You know, get he looked comfortable doing seven rounds. He didn't look like he was physically struggling with the rounds. So you said he he got No, he didn't. He got tagged. He, he got through it. So, I mean, is it time now to sort of say, you know what? Now you need a challenge. What about Nathan Gorman? Yeah, love it. I love that fight. I absolutely love that fight for Johnny Fisher. And it's good for Nathan, so because he'll get some. He'll it, it, get a payday out of that. Yeah, I, I'm. I will go that maybe, mm. and then go to Brit- a British title fight. Yeah, which which we would assume Fabio would have stepped on from by then, so that opens it wide up. Yeah, wide so up. Calling, calling it now. Mm. Nathan, Gorman. Nathan Gorman. Let's have some of that. Yeah. So that was that was a decent heavyweight fight. Mm. And then it got a bit shit. Um <laughs> Hergovic. McKean. I thought McKean had a a shot in this one. He was big mm. odds, and I thought, you know, twenty-two and zero. He's got a bit of bad. You've gone off, mate. Oh, there you go. You, you come back. You briefly, briefly left, but you're okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm back in, back in the room, back in the room. Um, McKean disappointed for me because uh, Hergovic is nowhere near an elite fighter, and he looks. He looks checked out uh, from the game a little bit, and McKean was just knackered. Um, it was a boring fight, mm. and it was really, really disappointing. It did Hergovic no favors at all. I know he got the the knockout later on in the end, but what did you get anything out of that fight to give Hergovic any chance? No, and and unfortunately, I've, you know, I've discussed before when we spoke about Hergovic. I thought he lost the fight to Zhili Zhang as well, and he. And he was very, very lucky to get given that decision. Um, yeah, where does he go? He's not, he's not elite. He he's not up there with your your Joshua's, your Usyk's, your Wilders, and your Furies. Um, he's not even in this. He's not even in the second raft where you've got your Joe Joyce and your Zhang and your Dubois, and, and that. he's not even there. But he is mandatory now, isn't he? Oh, blah blah blah. Pass. Was that was that a final eliminator? Well, I think it was to keep his mandatory. I might be wrong, but I I, I believe it was. But I was falling asleep, so um, <laughs> and and then um, so yeah, Hergovic for me, he's not going to do it. He, he might get a, a payday, but not he's not going to challenge for at all. Or he might challenge, but he's got no chance of winning a title. <laughs> and then it was Barbie Chisora. Yeah, head clash in the second round. Was a bit naughty, Chisora. There was, I think the commentators are thinking, oh, this could get stopped. Yeah, which I don't think either fighter wanted. No. Which no. I think affected the style of the fight. Because they kept showing in the build up to this fight, uh, Chisora stopping Arta Spilka. 
And that was the last time we saw a proper violent Derek Chisora. Well, he knocked out on his feet, wasn't he? In, yeah. But on the ropes. But uh, it, it was it wasn't a boxing match. It was a fight at the back of the tavern. And I didn't agree with the cards really. Chisora got the win. Uh, yeah, yeah. Washington yeah. didn't do enough, but uh, is that? Please tell me that's Chisora uh, with his kids following him out to the ring. Please tell me that's it. I don't think it is. What do we need? What else do we need to see? What does he need to? Who's he going to fight? Who's he going to get hurt by? See, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's the thing with boxing fans, especially a lot of us will love Derek Chisora just because of the character that he is. I don't really want to see him getting hurt. I don't, you know, I don't want to see him in there with like a Dubois or you know one of these, or even with you know your your Johnny Fishers or your, uh, your you know your your ones that are coming through that are throwing big bombs. I don't want to see Chisora on the end of them. Do we all love Chisora? I don't really know anyone that dislikes him. I think he's a bully. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, when he speaks to certain media personalities, when he speaks to fellow boxers, I think he's got a bit of Fury's old man about him. And I think he'll turn into that when he retires. He's very disrespectful to the Klitschko's. He, he's, I know he was trying to gain a career and gain fights and fair play to him, but I I don't feel like that was an act. I feel like that is him. Um, I've seen him at events before and he just comes across as very approachable. Um so, yeah, he's got his fights and he's doing well. And he can be quite funny. But I feel like when he is showing his mean side, that's him, for me, personally. And his record of now, he's on his 14th loss and he's still getting these big paydays as a co-main. Thank you. But I don't want to see you get hurt. So, for me, I've never been a big Chisora fan. Yeah, see, I, I, mean, I think he's getting these, these co-mains because I think Eddie's... Scared of him, hundred percent. Yeah. He's a bully. He's a bully. <laughs> I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's in the bully sense. I think it's because he's unpredictable, mm. and you you just don't know what Derek is going to turn up until he's there, and even then he can change in a in a split second. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm on the same side as the fence of you there. But it's um. Yeah, I've always enjoyed his. His camaraderie uh, before fights. Um, I've seen him live a couple of times that they weren't the most interesting against uh, Senad Gashi and Kubrat Pulev. No. But um, he gets the five guys in after the fight, though, so fair play. Yeah, yeah. I think he had some sort of sponsorship going with them in the week. He was wearing the red and white checkered thing. He's Derek Chisora is the men's version of Ebony Bridges. I mean, he knows exactly how to play the social media and the TV and doing the press conference. He knows exactly what he's doing. And it's all getting views, clicks, likes. I know, I know, I know, Um, I know. I've just, once I have an opinion, I don't try and change it. No, no, that's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. That's, That's what we're here for, man. Exactly. Yeah, we're here. You know, it'd be shit if we just agreed and everything all the time. Mm-hmm. We have the we you know we have the same style, both bald with beards, but we can't agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was forced on us by nature, actually. I think. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, what did you think? 
Right. I was not impressed, but I wasn't angered by it. I think the booing was slightly unfair as early as it came. I think somewhere through the third round, the booing started. And I thought, you know what? You've got to give him three or four rounds to figure Hellenius out. He's a big, big guy with range. He's got power. So I think once he'd done that, Hellenius started to get a little bit of confidence in the fifth and the sixth. The finish was spectacular. Mm. And we've not seen that from AJ for a long time. The feet seemed quite good. Still doesn't move his head enough. And, And something that seems to have gone is the combination punching and the uppercut. That uppercut... Yes, no, it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Right. I mean, that, that uppercut is what made AJ famous. You know, stretching Klitschko's neck up over the Wembley, Wembley Stadium arch with that beast of an uppercut, and he just does not throw it anymore. No. And, and I mean, it's I, I watched the fight the next morning. I was not good at the weekend, struggling a bit. And um, so I watched it in the morning and I knew the result so that kind of so I was seeing what he was doing and he did what he needed to do and he also doesn't have to prove anything to anyone he just needs to get through this fight and then train for Deontay Wilder and I think maybe he is playing and fighting on the back for not getting risky because he's got to fight Deontay Wilder next because it's only going to take that one punch no point in going in and even if he, I don't think he was going to or could have, there's no point in slapping Hellenius about and finishing it in three rounds a little bit if he's not getting anything coming back at him. Um, I don't know. I might be clutching at straws there. But for me, Wilder's going to be such a test for him. Mm. Wilder's not a boxer. We all know that. He's just a fighter. Yeah. So it's whether AJ can outbox him which he's not managed to do against anyone that's beaten. Um, the AJ performance that beat Ruiz in the rematch, that's that's what he needs to that do was, against Wilder. But that was tactical. That yeah. was that was reserved and then and then put on the pressure later on. That's what he needs to do against Wilder. He yeah. can't go, he, he can't be going in for those uppercuts. So maybe that's the plan. And that's not gonna. That's not gonna enjoy with the casuals. That's not gonna. Oh, he should be knocking him out. Should be knocking him out. He did knock him out in the end. Mm. And Elenius was back in Europe. He had. He was. He was gone. It was uh, people say? Oh, he was coming away from the fight, and he only clipped him. He didn't. The sound of that punch. I think the video, the camera angles, doesn't show the punch justice yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I agree. There was there was times when I looked at the replay and I thought, has he, ta- has he taken a dive? Because it didn't yeah. seem didn't seem to connect to to give that sort of devastating outcome. But yeah, as you say, the angles don't do it justice. It was the only real time in the fight where he threw the double jab. I think it was one to the head, one to the body, and then he stepped through. So the right hand landed through the target, not on the edge of it. And and it was it was good night Vienna. So, I mean, he was he was gone before he hit the floor, um, and that's what he, you know he could do that sort of thing against Wilder. The the Wilder fight is going to be about the feet, 
mm-hmm. because Wilder's technique is poor and it's sloppy, and we all know that. But we also know that that doesn't matter with Wilder because no. the power is just freakishly yeah. available from any angle he seems to throw it. He's not knocking people down with short left hooks or with little uppercuts on the inside. They're big looping bombs. So if AJ can use his feet well enough and time Wilder, it, like I said, I've said this before with AJ, it's psychological. There's nothing physically wrong with this man. No. It's, it's mentally, does he think he can take a punch? And I don't think he thinks that he can anymore. Because, I mean, look at that first fight against Dillian White. He went for Dillian White with no disregard as to what was coming back. And and got wobbled. Mm-hmm. You know, and continued to, to go in with no disregard for what was coming back until he got knocked out by Ruiz multiple times in, in Madison Square Garden. So, I think if he's psychologically ready to avoid the looping right hand, now the looping right hand is a very, very dangerous shot. But for many, 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 many reasons. But it's not one you normally see a very proficient boxer throw. Mm. You know, something something I've heard in the gym called like a kebab shop right hand. It's sort of like a, it's like a haymaker. It starts like right back here, and it loops over, and it's that momentum of it coming over that generates the like power. A hammer. Like a hammer, yeah. It's not like the you know the the double jab. And then you're, as you throw that second jab, your left shoulder is forward, your hips are rotated to the right. And then as you step through, the hip rotates, the shoulder turns, and that generates the power. And this is the difference between Wilder and Joshua and, and where I was sitting on the fence when they were talking about Joshua fighting Fury. When you look at the knockdowns that Fury took against Wilder, if it's Joshua throwing those punches, mm. Fury doesn't get up. Yeah. Like, because of the technique, if Joshua hits you, you stay hit. Yeah. Whereas with Wilder, it can be flash because it's so powerful. It's so sharp, but it's bang. And it's, and it's hit you hard, but with Joshua, it goes through you. Yeah. With, with that. That's why the double jab is really important for AJ because he's got the, his, his range is okay, but he's, what is he? Six, six. Yeah. You know, He's going to have three to four inches in range less than Dante Wilder. So he's mm. going to have to use the double jab to get in. But if he can drive that right hand after a double jab, or what's going to take more adaptability from Joshua in the fight is if he can get Wilder in close and throw that uppercut on the inside. But do you really want to let Wilder get in close? Mm. Or are you safer there? Are you safer in the pocket with Deontay Wilder than slightly out of range of that looping right hand that could probably still catch you? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in the pocket with Wilder because I feel like he has those gangly long legs that could step back and then throw. Mm. For me, um, so look, I think it will be AJ's last fight, Wilder. Really, I do because I don't think Fury will ever happen. And he doesn't need anything else. He's not going to get a title shot. I reckon that'll be up to me. You, you think Wilder wins and that's the end of AJ? No. I think Joshua has a chance. I, I don't, I can't call it yet. It's not like I am with, um, what I was with Crawford and all that. I don't know yet. Um, 
I'll have to have a think. But I just feel like that is the last fight for him because I, even if he wins, Jory will find a reason not to fight him. Mm. I, I, he just, yeah. Who else does he need to fight? We don't, don't need a trilogy with Wilder. We don't need that. We don't need just, a trilogy with Usyk at all. Just, no, we don't. So who else yeah. is there? And I feel like this is it. He's earned his money. He's represented British boxing. And then he could just sit back and think, I got booed my last fight um, when I was keep getting 16 fighters paid. Mm. So for me, last fight for him. Yeah. I mean, it's still an illustrious career. If it is yeah. a last fight, you know what I mean? A two-time world champion. Um, and and as with that, unlike other top fighters in the heavyweight division, can't say he ever turned anyone down. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's had multiple late replacements mm-hmm. in, in fights from Carlos Takam was a late replacement. Um, he's had four in total, hasn't he? Yeah, for, 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 for who originally, it's bugging me, I can't think. Who he was supposed to fight in Cardiff that pulled out. And, yeah, Pulev uh, come in. Was Pulev a late replacement or was he fighting Pulev? Pulev pulled out and then he fought Takam. Uh, yes, I think that is it. And then he fought Pulev in lockdown. Oh. Here. Um, so he had yeah, he had that. Then he had the Gerald Miller thing, obviously. Andy Ruiz stepped in, and we all know what happened there. Um, and we've had this one this this weekend. So yeah, taking heavyweight fights on a week's notice, that's that's some some shit. That's some proper shit. People just want to hate on him. So it is what it is. Yeah, I like and I think he's he's been quoted as saying he can't win. No. You know. It doesn't matter what he does, I think he'll he'll get he'll get shit either way. So but yeah, I think it was a good win, good finish. It was nice to see him finishing someone. Yeah. Um, but fair play to Hellenius as well for stepping in late. I had a few of his interviews afterwards. He was still he was in good good health. He was cracking jokes. He's you know he's a good man. The, the, the heavyweight boxing division doesn't function without people like Robert Hellenius. So correct. Big ups to him. But yeah, a good show in total. Um, not really had a, a British matchroom show for for a little while. So yeah, it was good for them to to get back on it. And then we've got a we've got a good weekend this weekend of British stuff coming up actually. Some on the next zone. Gen. Yeah, we've got a next gen on the zone with the uh, as we mentioned earlier, Galau Yafai. Uh I mean it's always five and oh. I know the flyweight division isn't massively populated, but he's already the second best flyweight in the country. You know, it's only Sonny Sonny Edwards ahead of him. Yeah. Um, and that fight's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, Sonny's got his, his fight against um, Bam sorted. So that's uh, yeah, it's four and oh, Galau. You know, Southpaw, very tricky, very slick, very skillful. Obviously, his family lineage in boxing is is incredible through the uh, the amateur ranks. Um, it's. I don't think it's going to be a a smash and grab. I think he likes taking his time, Yafai. But he's, especially for a flyweight, very capable of forcing a stoppage. So I am looking forward, looking forward to seeing that. 
Uh, it's up your neck of the woods, actually, isn't it, in Birmingham? Yeah, I was tempted to go, but because it's at the utility, it's always a shit show there. It's always kicking off, and it's <laughs> not for me. Uh, I've not been to a utility show where it's not been a bit naughty. So, um, yeah, well, it was was tempting, but no, not for me. Um, I think he wins, and he, he wins comfortably. There's a, I think the card's okay. Right. Yeah, it's, for, uh, for a next gen, not you know, yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more, isn't it? Commonwealth game night, it's the, it's proper, proper. There's a couple of lad on the card as well. Uh, so yeah, he should win, yeah. And Kane Baker, it's always nice to see Kane Baker out the uh, the boxing fan with the license, as he calls himself, <laughs> uh, for many, many weights across the country. It's good against... to guys. A lot of guys are what three, four fights in, a couple of lads, second fight, third fight, so. To get them on a, a that arena, you can only do them well. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as I say, Solomon Dakers is another one on there. He, he seems to be one of these British heavyweights that's just flattering to deceive at the moment. Um, I, I saw him live on the Chisora Pulev undercard uh, last October, and it was it was very poor. Yeah. Um, no, he's... And then Muhammad Ali's fighting as well. Yeah, Mohammed Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he's on there. I love, I love the way he's just on the car. It's like you see the little car, Mohammed Ali. <laughs> I think it's great. Well, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of lineages in boxing with uh, yeah. you know, fa- famous boxers from the past. Well, quick before we move on to the TNT show this week, uh, I did we did share on the thing this week. I will hopefully we'll catch up with him actually either in the week after or the week before. Uh, Prince Nassim Hamed. His son is turning pro and is making his debut on the undercard of Usyk Dubois in Poland. Uh, and his opponent is a former stable mate of mine who, who I've sparred hundreds of rounds with, um, Calvin Carruthers. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Cal get that big opportunity. Um, yeah, Cal's done a lot of uh, unlicensed stuff. He's done a little bit of Bieber pro stuff. Um, and is now just he just fighting professionally with a British board license. Um, he's he's a, he's a great guy, a great fighter. He's not going out there to beat people. He's going out there to keep keep shows running, really. But he he fancies his chances of causing an upset against the uh, the the Prince Nassim Junior, shall we say? Uh, it'd be good to see what he comes out like. You know, we could have like another. Ben Whitaker style fighter on our hands. Um, it'd be interesting if he comes unstuck in his first fight. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. <laughs> that would certainly make a story. But yeah, for me, that was when I saw that this weekend, I thought it was absolutely terrific for a, a former stable mate of mine to be fighting on a a world world heavyweight title undercard. Well, yeah, absolutely terrific stuff. Um, but the TNT card this weekend is fortunately they don't clash, which is nice. Oh, that's good to it's see, a, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Friday night show uh, at the uh, the mecca of British boxing in East London. New York. The York Hall. And uh, Dennis McCann. Dennis McCann. 14 minutes. and a yeah. yeah, I like him. Big fan. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. There, uh, There's talk of him perhaps fighting Liam Davis. After what he did to Jason Cunningham a couple of weeks back, that's you know certainly an interesting route. 
they seem to be. He's been active, Dennis McCann. He's been out quite a lot. But his, his KO ratio is quite good for a flyweight. Yeah, it's 8 and 14, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which is always good to see. Sorry, for, for a super bantam, which is, is good to see. And now Baluta is, is no mug. Certainly doesn't have the same sort of knockout ratio as a hello puppy. My dog's coming to join me. <laughs> um, yeah, but 16 wins, four defeats. It, it's a tough one for him. If he wins impressively, it could do him big favours. He could shoot up a couple of levels. He could be looking at now these, you know, above these intercontinental titles and all these little ones that they all sort of seem to fight for. You know, he could be making that step up towards Liam Davis, you know, European and Commonwealth and, and that, which is, I think it's going to be good to see. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to Collins Hamza. Um, I think that is a close fight. They both could bang, and uh, I give Collins the edge on that one. Yeah, but ah, uh, it's just the your your corner Friday night. You'll have a buzz about it, won't it? It's supposed to be quite a warm one as well. Yeah. So, like for the weather should be sort of getting a bit warmer over here now. But yeah, if you've not been to your call on a summer evening, God, what I've just said in Dubai for the last 10 days is nothing compared to like your call on a, <laughs> on a hot, hot evening. Uh, Brian Garner on that card as well. He's sort of, you know, making his way. Quite a tight fight he's got, actually. If you look at like on just on the world rankings, he's got, you know, quite a, a tight fight. Uh, and Raven Chapman, so good to see Raven getting out. I did say I was a bit worried about her joining Queensbury because she is their only female boxer. But they are getting her out. She's not got an easy fight in uh, Lila Dos Santos Furtado. So she's going to... Say that again. Lila Dos Santos Furtado. There we go. Yeah. Unfortunately, it won't because it's a, it's a Queensbury show. They won't have to say that name twice. <laughs> but yeah, no, good good challenge for Raven, and I think she'll be looking at possibly British title after this, depending on how many there is. Obviously, Nicola told us there needs to be a certain amount of ladies in the yeah weight division for them to call her British. Um, so if not, yeah, she's she's looking at belts. Uh, so she's another one of uh, Steffi Bull's girls. So yeah, Steffi's doing well. Getting out. He is because he he's, he's, he's up to he's up to his profile a bit as well. He's he's making himself like you know his Instagram. He's doing a lot more. I feel like he knows he's onto a good thing. Yeah, and it's not just his fighters; his shows as well. Yeah, you know he's putting yeah. on he's putting on shows in Doncaster again, and and all over the sort of the Yorkshire area. Um, yeah, doing terrific stuff. But obviously, he's, he's got his his uh sort of shining light of his gym in Terry Harper. Um who's doing fantastic things for him. Uh they she she was also she's been recently sparring a young British amateur, Rihanna DeForo, who we've uh, spoken about on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um and she is truly gonna be one of the best prospects in the world when she turns over. I think Terry's got her head in the right place as well. You, you, you know it 
she burst onto the scene in the sense of TV wise, you know, mm. when she got that exposure because she was doing her own thing and then she got the win and they were in the chip shop and it, it kind of, she got that media for all. And it, I think that got to her a little bit. Uh, but you see her now, and even in like her photos, it just, just looks like a boxer now. Uh, if that makes sense, I, I don't I don't know how I can wear that. But she just looks like she's ready to go fighting. She looks comfortable in the media spotlight now. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely become more comfortable in her own skin. Yes, with with regards to being in front of the camera and and doing a lot of media and stuff like that, um, which she's she's very good at when she does it. You know, she's always, I think, possibly always a bit self conscious. She was back in the days about things she might have said or the way she sounded or anything mm. like that, but she, she's incredibly accomplished at it now. Um, her personal life seems extremely happy. Um, and another thing for her, I think the weight, I mean, I, it must have been killing her Yeah. to make featherweight and, and super feather. So she looks so comfortable now. And as you say, she looks like a proper boxer, athlete, incredible physique incredible mindset about her as well uh and i'm really really looking forward to seeing her fight the first lady on the uh on the wood warrington undercard on october the 7th finally get that fight obviously we should have had it on the uh on the taylor cameron fight card wasn't it, i believe yeah. but talking about women that are feeling comfortable mm. we had stevie levy on a few weeks ago he said she's She's not, she doesn't want to be getting into calling out people and all this. You said she would like fights. Uh, it's not her game. Then boom. Who wants to see me fight Shannon Courtney? And we, me, me and you just smile. Oh, yes. I, find <laughs> I, I feel like we are responsible for this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets made, we'll, we, we, we will do exactly what Stevie said we would do. And we we'll will be doing some clipping. We will clip that shit up and we will find exactly when she started digging out Shannon Courtney. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get that out there. But yeah, I think that's uh the funny thing is, I think it's a great fight. It is. It's a great fight for Stevie. I think that's very, very risky for Shannon coming back. And I'm not sure Shannon's into risky. No, she's too busy. Having a dinner with Pete Wicks and Towie, and then getting in a car, showing up a car, and going back up to Liverpool, making sure that we know that she's back up to Liverpool. That she's back up to Liverpool. Uh, she's losing her stock. I know you're a big fan, and I like to. But what's going? Come on, Shannon. Mm. Let's go yeah. now. Yeah. Are you yeah. boxing or not? Well, yeah, I, and and I say, hope I thought that the move to Liverpool would reground her. Um, Rain it in. Yeah, perhaps stop all this uh, lifestyle of, you know, the flash cars, the celebrity mates and going here, there and everywhere. Um, and the filters. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a fine line with some of it. You know, I, I don't think she does the OnlyFans thing, Shannon Courtney. So, you know, you can't throw this, what, are you a model or are you a boxer? What You know, what one are you? Um, it's a, but I mean, we like her. We're not trying to dig her out here. We just no, want to see no. a buck. Yeah, that's that's all. I, that's all I ever want to see from her. I just want to see a fight, and I want to see her do well. Um, 
because it's ever since she was when she was amateur, she won the Harringay Box Cup. But her style is just oh, I just love it. She she literally she it's like hunting prey down when she when she's fighting, and I love watching it. But she's had some real bad luck with with the knee injury. It's particularly with boxing and this ACLs with the the pivoting off the feet and that it's a nightmare injury um, to try and recover from. She did the SAS thing when she was not really in the physical shape to do the SAS thing because of her knee. So I don't think that really did her any favours. Yeah. I think it did her a few favours um, commercially and perhaps got a few people off her back and and round to supporting her um, and possibly turned a few the other way as well. But yeah, I just want to see a fighting. Like, as, as you said, I, I want to see her back. I want to see her fighting. I would love the Stevie Lee be fight for her, but I think that's risky. It is risky. Because Stevie is, in that division, Stevie's the queen of the Who Needs and Club. Yeah. Yeah, she, you're she, right. She, she's hard, she's tough, she does not quit. And you, oh, even even a solid boxer like Ellie Scottney would struggle to keep Stevie Levy away. So it's, but, but then is it, you know, Shannon needs to come back and she'd be looking at getting her world title back. Is Stevie now already further ahead in that path? No, should Stevie be looking at... But she can't just go, she can't just go to another world title fight. No, she can't. Admittedly, she's got to earn it. You know, her, her last fight, she got a good win. It wasn't her best performance, which I think she's admitted since. But um, as with any fighter, it's uh, active. You've got to get active. Get out there as much as you possibly can. Um, and I'm sure we will see her getting a little bit of media attention in the uh, September the 2nd fight week build up as her now full-time coach is on that card. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Allen's taken over a bit of her coaching. So, but yeah, no, great, great stuff. And if that ever sees a little bit more, if that sees a bit more social media, we'll get clipping up and and start pressing that out there. But there is a fight made. And we are buzzing for it. Dan Aziz, Joshua Boatsy. Yeah, tickets are out and they're now they're, or they're out early. Yeah, out they were out uh Monday, yes. So um Ben Shalom represents both of them. Doesn't want to get drawn into anything about who he thinks wins. And guess what? They're good friends because Joshua Boatsy is good friends with anyone. Um, <laughs> I know that I, I am jesting with that. It's a, it's a good sign. They spar for fun. Sparred many, many rounds. And I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. And I am fully in a Dan Aziz camp. And I will not change my mind. Yeah, you know, I think I am as well. And and I don't think that my mind will be changed uh, purely because of what we've seen in their recent fights. Um, you know, Dan has done. The, the incredible route of uh, Southern area, English, British, Commonwealth, European. Well, he was supposed to lose every fight, big fight he's had. He's supposed to lose the Rocky Fielding fight. He's supposed to lose the Hosea Burton fight. He's supposed to lose the Reese Cartwright fight. And he hasn't. And yeah. he's knocked them out. Yeah. So, and he hasn't had that pedestal that you need to go and do this. Whereas Joshua has. That's not Joshua's fault. Blah, blah, blah. But Dan has proved it. 
Joshua, I don't think, has proved it. As much as he's had good wins and all that, has he proved what a level he is? And Dan Aziz has got 33 years old. Nothing to lose. Yeah. And I feel like he is very dangerous. And uh, I feel like he will win and win comfortably. Yeah, I can't. I mean, we've never really seen Boatsy take one on the whiskers. Nope. So we don't really know what will happen if and when he does. Because I I would be airing on the side of this going to points and it being very tight. Very tight. The only the only concern, maybe not concern, headline, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Dan Aziz headlining. It's a big thing. Does it get to him? Does, does the occasion? Well, oh, he's had the occasions. Admittedly, everyone walked out of his last fight, but when he was headlining, but he's always been on that matchroom card. He's always been the TV exposure. He walked down the street. The casual will know who Joshua Boatzi is. He walked down as he's walked down the street. No, no one. The casual wouldn't know who he was. Hmm. But I think Dan can use that to his advantage. Hopefully, hopefully, the occasion. If he's all right with the occasion, yeah, Dan is all the way for me. Yeah, yeah, and that, like I say, in London, they've got a good opportunity there to get a lot of their London-based fighters on that card. Yeah, and get get that arena buzzing and get it sold out. So that's, yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Another announcement I saw this week, we, we kind of we teased on the last episode that we were due a Jack Catchell announcement. Mm. And we got it. Um, I like this fight. I like this fight a lot. Okay. Why? Linares is, is getting on. Mm. He has had some incredible wins. He's yes. had some, some high-profile defeats. He's only really been defeated by the very, very best. That's correct. He also, when he moves, he moves like a silk flag in the wind. It's a fucking beautiful thing to watch. Silk flag in the wind. Okay, right. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to take... I know, I know. I just wasn't expecting you to say that, but you do like your little quips. <laughs> um, and I think this is a big name on Jack Catchell's resume. I agree. Should, should he come through and beat him? Um, and I think he probably will. Yes. It's it's a it's a name, but I feel like it's a comfortable victory. Linares, Linares came onto my radar, Kevin Mitchell, dealt with him, and then the, the crawler was the big one, wasn't it? To to and then Linares showed what he was all about. Yeah, those and, two and fights uh, with Anthony Crawler were just great, enjoyable, lovely, lovely fights, but we're talking probably ten nearly ten years ago. Mm. And you then they thought, you know what, we'll give Luke Campbell a shot. It wasn't. Linares, three time world uh, three time weight champion. Class. Fantastic. But he's thirty seven now. Last yeah. meaningful, meaningful fight was five years ago. Was it with, level. Yeah, he got viciously stopped by Lomachenko with, with a liver shot. Not hard. He's had a couple of silver fights in that. Mm. But him, 
And this is not meant to sound disrespectful because what a, a legend at that uh, in, in boxing. But for him, it's uh, it's Cattrall's test. And I hope he's getting handsomely paid. And I feel yeah. that's why this fight's happening. But for Cattrall, it's a great name to have. It's a good warm-up fight, a chew, not a warm-up fight, but it's a good test for him to get back to get that rematch with Mr. Taylor. Yeah. If this fight happened a few years ago, I'd be more pumped for it because I love Lenares. And he, and his demeanour, you know, when he fought Crawler and Campbell and that, he was so respectful. Yeah, he's a gentleman. He's, he is loved by British boxing fans because of the way he was and because mm. he's a free, free weight champion. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do actually think Campbell won that fight against Lenares. And I, and I know, you know if there's any boxing fans listening that don't remember that fight, do watch it back. It was a it was a good, really good fight to watch. Luke Campbell's dad died, I think, like six days before the yeah, fight. I remember that, yeah. Um, so I think you know, psychologically, Luke was sort of struggling with that as you, you would expect anybody to. Um, I think it was a split decision in the end, mm. and it was very tight, and, and I do think Luke did enough. Um, and obviously the yeah, cool hand, Luke. Probably one of the greatest British boxers we produced, never to be a world champion. Yeah, um, despite having a couple of goes at it. But yeah, I like I say British boxing fans will have nothing but love for Jorge Linares. Correct. Yeah. Um, and yeah, great to see him back here again. Yeah, yeah, he's like nostalgic wise, great. But Catchall should deal with him, and then let's get that Taylor fight. Yeah. Uh, and a agreed weight. Let's not fuck about with what weight it should be. What just agree it, and then let's go, and then move on. Both yeah. of them move on. Yeah. Once they get the get a rematch, excuse me, and it's not such a controversial decision. Yeah. Then they then they can sort of move on for it. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean that Jack's going to be the undisputed champion that he should have been. No, it, uh, but he either needs to get over that, or he shouldn't be boxing. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is like a it's like a I know you hate it, but it's like a WWE feud. It needs it needs settling. Old scores. There, was there a bit of a, a WWE theme to Joshua's celebration on Saturday night? Well, what did he do? I think did he not cross his arms down to his? Oh cross? yeah, oh, yeah. Tell I've not been with it. Yeah, he did a famous DX sign. Do you even know what it is? Do you know what the words that they say? I, I believe say. there was a lad at my who I went to school with who I've known for a very long time who's obsessed with wrestling. I believe it was something on the lines of suck it, you jabroni. You've congealed to you've congealed the rock and DX. Oh, right. suck it. You jabroni is rock. Anyway. Jabroni but... is the rock. So you yeah, can yeah. you can smell what he's cooking. Yes, and, and that's his Gabroni's his tagline, but it's just suck it. Yeah, <laughs> suck it. yeah. I, was, I can't believe it passed me by. Do you know what I mean? It kind of sounds like something <laughs> I should really be like liking, but I just never did. Never did. No. I remember everyone at school always suck it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> oh. yeah. Wasted on me, absolutely wasted on me. Is there anything else? Uh, are we done? 
I've been so out of the loop, mate. There could have been loads of loads of stuff, but I mean, I probably missed it. The um, have we got a date for Sandy Ryle against McCaskill? I've not seen one. We probably have. Yeah, September September twenty third. In uh, it's in the states, so it'll be early morning over here because there is a couple of cards that night. I think Zhang Joyce is two is that night, but it won't clash with that because it's in the states, so it'll be after. Mm. Excuse me, uh, but then yeah, I don't think I've really seen anything else that's tickling me fancy. Oh, so. This weekend's cards, I'm looking forward to this because it's quite a next-gen feel about all of this week's cards. But then I think there's not much going on the weekend of the 25th and 26th. Then we re- then the boxing season really starts again. Yeah, let's bring it up. Yeah, and we've got loads of stuff coming up then, which is probably actually then going to be when we probably dial this back to monthly episodes yeah. rather than weekly because our our other passion will will creep in on that where we do our Correct. our weekly episodes of our our other podcasts so but then there'll be there'll be very jam-packed monthly episodes i will have to i will have to write things down oh yeah too many knocks on the head <laughs> yeah but and, and as it's it's not quite as hot here as it has been for the last 10 days and I did spend at least three days sitting around a pool with a towel over my head to, to protect my bald head from the, the harsh desert sun. So, just chuck the towel in. 